And he calls it all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hands, or in their foreheads, that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name, or the number of the beast. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is six hundred, three score, and six. They said Halloween 2012 Just about three steps from hell Three slices cross the juggles of vein Before it fell Pull back the veil That's where it gets thin Feel that knife along the side of his ribs Then crawl inside his skin Wearing asshole Non-believer like a bathrobe Splash phones with acid Scarface reversal speech In this verse If you wanna hear Satan When we speaking back We're sharpening up the swords And battle axes Walking up the skies On the doomed planet As it spins off its axis Let the trumpets go on and blow As the earthquakes And the dirt shakes down Below the ground splits and starts steaming UFOs coming through them stargates And earth gets flooded by abominations Revelations try to tell the people better with the guys The lights go down and shadows fall Welcome to a world of mysteries, of conspiracies Of hidden and forgotten knowledge There's a world more strange, more frightening And more fascinating than most people ever imagined Or dared to contemplate Your parents, your teachers Never told you the whole story Either out of ignorance or fear Your politicians may know But they keep their mouths shut The door is opening Throw off your chains and blinders Arm yourselves with the truth And take a walk along the razor-sharp precipice of The Outer Edge That's right. You are listening to The Outer Eds. I'm Tim Swartz. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it it helps, Mike, if I key my mic on. That would help, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just, you know, it's like, yes, you're listening to The Outer Edge here on the PSN Radio Network. (laughs) Why, why isn't my VU meters going anywhere? Help me. Oh, here we go. Key the mic. Hi. Yeah, you know, these things happen, especially late at night on a Sunday. <laughs> uh, that's right. Well, I mean it's already it's already past midnight here in the uh the, the, the backwoods of southern Indiana and it's and you're on central time there in the Mississippi, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, it's eleven o'clock here. But Yeah, see uh, now, you know, Indiana should be on central time. You know, we we are located at a spot where Indiana I mean we should be on on central time. But, you know, for some reason, you know, the, the great minds in our legislature decided that, you know, hey, you know, we, uh, uh, in order to do business with New York, we have to be on, uh, east, on, on Eastern time. That's really goofy, man. I'm sorry. I, I know. It, and that's, you know, that's what they said, too. They said, well, you know, we can't do business effectively, you know, on the East Coast if we're on Central time. That doesn't even make any sense whatsoever. It doesn't. It, it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, and, and in fact, you know, the, the screwy thing about Indiana is that the counties that are just south of uh, the county that I live in are actually on central time here in southern Indiana. And yeah. then there are there are counties up in the northern part of the state that are closest to Chicago. They're on central time. Right. You know? So it's just like 
<laughs> I don't know. You know, and, and it, it it screws my cell phone up. You know, I drive just south of uh, the town that I live in, and and get close to the uh, you know the, the southern counties, and my cell phone starts picking up those towers that are uh, uh, south of here, and all of a sudden my the the the, the clock on my phone. You know, it was an hour earlier. So, oh, yeah. whoa, I went back in time. <laughs> if only it was that easy. Well, you know, it, it's one of those things where the whole daylight savings time is one of those things that kind of irks me anyway. I mean, I understand the time zones a little bit more in terms of the necessity, obviously. But but then yet you throw in the daylight savings time and it really whacks things out for me. I mean, I believe in, you know... Uh, Let's spring forward. And, let's not spring forward. Let's let's all fall back and stay there. <laughs> yeah, because that, that uh, really you know. Because by the time you get used to it, it's time to change it again. So oh, uh, I know. Well, you know the uh, um, the fall back never never bothers me because you know you get that yeah. extra extra hour of sleep. But you know the spring forward just always messes me up for about three weeks. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's well, it's like being jet lagged. You know your your body is just like hey, it should. You know, you're you're doing the wrong time. You're getting up too early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it just it just, it just messes you up. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I don't know. I, I just uh, I think that all of our little arbitrary things we do are kind of amusing anyway. So <laughs> hey, I wanted to talk about. Um, you sent me uh, uh, a link to an interesting video today. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. I I watched it. I actually my son and I watched it. He kind of more listened to it than watched it, but uh it, it's it's by a guy in the UK. I believe he may be Scottish, but I'm not sure. Uh Richard D Hall. And I found it on YouTube. It's called UFOs: The Human Mutilation Cover-Up Full Film 2014. And, you know, it's a look into the not just not really the the animal mutilation phenomenon, but the human mutilation phenomenon, which is a real thing and which is highly covered up mm. and not talked about. And all I can say is um, I was impressed by his detective work, his reporting, his the way he uncovered and, and, and demonstrated the facts of what he had found. Um, it, it's a very interesting thing. He basically reveals that there's a there are elite groups within NATO or at least there were uh, reporting to the United States military and their job is to track UFOs apparently we have the technology to track them and we may know where and when they're going to show up which I found very interesting and I'll tell you why in a minute okay. but basically that we have a, a, a laser based weapon which we know, you know we've seen the the SDS, uh, uh, the images of, of the beam coming up and shooting at the UFO from the right. Earth. Yeah. Well, right. from, it, from the space shuttle, it was like, what, 1994 right. or something like that. That's when exactly. It was, uh, exactly. And when you put that into context with, with Reagan talking twice about threats not of this world and all this kind of stuff. Mm. But I think the threats are of this world. And this, this, vid, this documentary demonstrates that because – not only can we do we know when and where they're coming a lot of the time, but they can they can knock them down, and then they go to the site, and oftentimes at the site, 
they won't just find debris from the wreckage and sometimes have to have, I guess, uh, conflicts with these beings that are on the craft or, or whatever. But they have to recover and make go away human remains. Hmm. And these are the remains of people who have been uh, taken and basically dissected, cut up, uh, basically treated exactly the way cattle mutilations, uh, other livestock mutilations are, are done. You know, with the, I mean, I'm going to get graphic here. It's late, it's late at night. You know, rectum's cored out, genitals missing, lips and part of the lower jaw gone, tongue gone, eyes taken. Uh, you know, you know how it works. Mm-hmm. And it's the same stuff uh, with laser cut precision. Uh, some internal, internal organs removed, all the blood missing. That it's exactly the same thing you find with the animal mutilations, and he basically proves that something's definitely going on with this, and that a lot of the missing people, this may be what's happening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, of course, not all, but there's something going on, and so this this guy he finally gets in touch with is part of one of these teams. Did not want to talk to him, you know, at the end of the near the end of the the, the film. Mm-hmm. But he gets the information from this this individual about all this, and he confirms because he had heard it from someone else, and it's confirmed. And this is a British guy, you know, and basically they're they're flown to these sites after the shoot down takes place, and then they uh, quickly recover everything and cover it up, and they don't even tell people, "Hey, we found your relatives or whatever," you know. They just cover it up, and obviously they're doing this to keep people from panicking, freaking out, this kind of stuff. But there's some interesting things that he talks about. He talks about one incident, or one of his people, he talks, talks about an incident where one of these uh, craft is, is um, I don't know if the word, I guess you'd say confronted, as it's leaving, and these are, these are the exact word, words, as it left a cavern system. Hmm. And they attempt to shoot it down with firearms, and that didn't work, but they, they get it with something else. Um, I think it was the Russians that got it. Um, but, uh, you know, the whole idea here, it, it sounds to me as I'm listening to it, you know, and of course you know what my beliefs are about these things. I think that mm. most most of these things have an origin here. Even if they went to other planets in the solar system, the origin is here um, because they're part of this genetic diversity that we have here. But right. the, way, the way, yeah, the way he describes these beings, I mean, not him, uh, one of the, this this guy you know, he says, well, what, what are these beings like? And he says, well, you know, there are different kinds. He said, but the ones that we had conflict with, it's just like nothing that you see on television or you hear people talk about it. want you to think, oh, aliens are wonderful and peaceful. He said that they're basically devils. He said they're just like devils. He said you can't imagine. He said they can cover um, 60 yards in a split second hmm. and just rip you to pieces. And so he said that what he gathered from that was a he's basically talking about reptilians of some kind. Mm, right. Um so it was it was not a cheerful, cheery uh documentary. Hmm. And they talk about a different re- different researchers, you know, and uh, people in ufology who seem to have an agenda to try to convince everybody that they're obviously that well, we know we know who they are, you know, they're extraterrestrial, blah blah blah. And, and so these guys doing this this film act like they believe they're extraterrestrial. But whether whereas I would say they're falling for the same deception. But at the same time, they say, look, you know, 
the, the military guy says, I can tell you is that's the farthest thing from the truth, that they're benevolent. They're not benevolent. They're evil. They're, you know, they are up to no good. And they've always, he said, how long have we been doing this? He says, for at least as long as we've been here or something. Mm, to that wow. effect. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's Charles Fort, his point of view right there. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> it, it's a very disturbing video. But I think it's something that if anybody's really interested in these topics, uh, you know, UFOs, um, hidden races on the earth, hidden civilizations, non-human beings, this type of stuff. If you really want a good idea what's going on, I think this this video would be a good one to watch. And it's again, it's called UFOs, the Human Mutilation Cover Up, full film, 2014, and the guy's name is Richard D. Hall. So uh, yeah, people should check that out because I, I found it. To be very interesting, and it ties in so well with so many things that you and I have uh, investigated and, and researched and written about. Well, you know, it, it sounds an awful lot like uh, the plot of a uh, a TV show from the uh, '70s called uh, UFO. Uh, I don't know if if you're familiar with that one. No, um, it, it was. Um, it, it it came out of uh, of England and it was a uh, production of uh, Gary and Sylvia Anderson who uh, they also did the TV show Space 1999 mm-hmm. and uh, they also did like uh, uh, earlier the uh, 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 the super marionation movie, uh, uh, TV shows like Thunderbirds and uh, oh, yeah. Supercar and uh, and all those well UFO um was their first really like live action TV show and it that basically um that was the plot it uh, it involved a, a super secret uh, government organization called Shadow and uh, they had uh, figured out for uh, quite a while back that uh, that UFOs were coming to earth and that um they were here to basically collect people Right. Uh, because they uh, they they managed to shoot one a UFO down, and the uh, the 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 humanoid that they got turned out to have body parts right. in it that had been uh, um, harvested from uh, known people. You know, uh, they checked their right. DNA from from people that they know had disappeared. Right. And uh, and then you know, lay, I mean, they. they as as the show progressed, it only lasted uh, um, one season, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, as as the series progressed, they 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 found out that uh, 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 the the extraterrestrials, whatever they were, you know, they because they had speculated that well, you know, they they were humanoid and that they were here collecting, you know, like body parts to keep themselves alive because right. they had, you know, they were killing off their own planet. Through pollution or whatever, right? And uh, but then they then they kind of speculated later on that you know maybe these creatures were nothing like what you know that that they weren't humanoid that who knows what they were and that they were just using humans as to make, to make bodies or well yeah to 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 do their work here that you know maybe they couldn't right. even come here but they you know so they used uh, you know humans yeah. you know to, as basically robots. Well, so. you know, it's interesting because what what he said was that on a lot of these uh, UFOs that have been shot down by basically by NATO, okay, mm-hmm. all, all over the world, um, and it, basically they have found not just humans, of course, but animals, 
uh, animals that were basically it's a big mess, you know, wreckage and there are bodies and some of the bodies are, are mutilated humans and some of the bodies are mutilated uh, livestock. And, you know, when you look at, like, for instance, back when, when I were at the first edition of Caverns, Cultures, and Concealed Creatures, and I was looking at a lot of the same concepts and, and the evidence that something like this could be going on, but that it's localized to something that's here, that's always been here. And I said then that it's almost like the harvesting of a crop of people. Mm-hmm. There's so many people disappear every year, and the, it's not on the news. It's not talked about. And, of course, there are serial killers. There are occult killings. There are murderers. There are people that just disappear because they want to disappear. You know, there are things like that. But then there's a certain percentage that there's so many people that it's just not possible to explain all of them. It's, it is not possible. And, you know, I said it was like the harvesting of a crop. Like, you know, there's a certain number that are culled, basically. And that sounds like that's what this this guy is is saying that there's some non-human race that is essentially reptilian, uh, very powerful, very and by I mean like you know physically fast, physically powerful, mm-hmm. uh, intimidating, terrifying to look at, and that you know that they've been doing this to us for thousands and thousands of years apparently, and when you think about it. You know, I mean that ties. We, of course, we talked about that before. Oh yeah, and we've written, and you and I both have written about that. But the thing is that uh, you know, it could be that there are several races doing this, and there are races creating other races. Because when you talk about you know a, a level of technology that reaches a certain point and it becomes exponential, then they can create other organisms to do some of their dirty work for them. Which is, I think you can see where I'm, where I'm going with that. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. so let's say there's yeah. like this reptilian race that's very ancient and, and evil or whatever, sees us as, as livestock. And then there's there are these other types of beings that they have created. Some more or less look more human than others. Some look like the so-called greys or whatever. They're also you know subterranean and, and sub-oceanic. But they're genetically engineered for specific tasks. In other words, why should we go out and risk them knowing who and what we are? We'll make these little drones and just send them out and let them do the dirty work some of the time. You know, that kind of thing. So it doesn't mean they're not biological. It just means that they're puppets, okay, for sure. lack of a better term. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Biological robots, basically. Basically. And so, yeah. you know, there's a lot to this stuff. And it's... It's reaching the point to where it's not crackpot. It's not out there. More and more people, including people with influence and people in positions of authority and power, either they know about it or they hint about it or they openly will speak about it from time to time. You know, like, well, you know, it's happened. So I'm of the belief, and I I know they claim all kinds of reasons why they don't want to let people know what's really going on. I happen to believe that the human race will be better off absolutely in every way if we knew exactly what this was all about and what was going on. Because whatever this is is detrimental to us, and it always has been, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think they're worried that everybody will freak out 
But how can you defend yourself against something if you don't know about it, you know? Right, right. Well, you know, um, Don Ecker, the uh, 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 well, I mean, former <laughs> former UFO investigator. I don't think he uh, you know he cl- he claims he got out of it uh, yeah, you know, a while yeah. back. You know, he, he was one of the, uh, uh, the the few guys that actually took the trouble or dared to take the trouble. Uh, you know, I think here in the United States to actually uh, try to investigate. The whole ph- phenomena of human mutilations. Right. Um, I mean, it's uh, you know the, the 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 subject was then and and still is to a certain extent you know verbatim. You know that's something right. you just don't talk about. I right. mean, it's uh, um, you know I, I I guess that a lot of uh, um, researchers. I mean they. They either have a prejudice or a bias against well, the idea. They're, they're probably scared. Uh, yeah. Because well, it's you be know, something they don't want them. He talked about that in the, in, the, in the documentary. A very well-known researcher into animal mutilations that she has basically been warned, even at gunpoint, at least one occasion, you know, to back off. Mm-hmm. And so when they looked at the human mutilation photos, and I know you've seen them from Brazil. Oh yeah, yeah. She claimed that she had been told that that was the result of Agent Orange. Okay, first of all, nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody sprayed Agent Orange in Brazil. Second of all, Agent Orange only, only creates surface area burns. It doesn't bore holes and cut off scrotums and core out rectums, okay? Mm-hmm. And drain all the blood out of the body and remove organs, okay? So, you know, that's just ridiculous. But why would an investigator of her caliber, and I'm not mentioning names here, but why would somebody like that make a flippant... Um, excuse or, or, or explanation which is so obviously just absolutely bogus yeah unless somebody had said hey you better you know you better just uh, key this area down don't don't lend any credence to this mm-hmm. you know well uh, you know Ecker said that uh, when he was looking into a uh, a series of um, uh, mutilations that were taking place in funeral homes that uh, you know somebody was uh, getting into funeral homes and mutilating you know the the, the bodies that were already there yeah. and i mean there was no leads uh, uh, of any kind or really any evidence of how these people were you know whoever was doing it was getting inside of these funeral homes i guess that um, he called in the favor of a private investigator who he knew was really good in the area right and uh, and and after a while this investigator you know told him he says you know this is this is something that you don't want to get involved in that it's it's best just to leave it alone and that was all uh, that's all he was told i wonder if that had anything to do with organ harvesting though uh, uh, that oh my god just the the thoughts i mean of uh um organs being harvested from i mean you know, yeah somebody somebody who's been dead for quite a while Oh, yeah, you know, because no. you know. <laughs> that that wouldn't work. Well, if it were immediate before embalming, and it were really quick, then yeah, it could work. Otherwise, yeah, it's not gonna I, work. yeah, I started saying I I was under the impression, you know, from uh, from this that I mean these these were bodies that had been you know deceased for a while. I mean, it's not not wow. just not a situation where you know they were mutilated like in the hospital right after. I mean, no, these right. these were guys, you know, in you know in. 
that had been you know gone for for a while. But still, I mean, it's like like you said. I mean, you know, this uh, he was basically told that you know this is something that uh, you don't want to get involved in, and it would be better if you just you know forgot all about it. You right, know? And, right. And, and we and, we've heard that before. Oh yeah. And, and here's the thing about it, Tim. I mean, look. If you want to do what's best for humanity, and there's somebody or something that preys on humanity on a regular basis and has for a very long time, then you need to let us know exactly what's going on, sure, where they're coming from, what they're up to, so that we can, you know, so what if everybody panics for a month? Who cares? Let's find out what's going on. Let's take care of it. Let's put an end to it, you know? Um, so that, that makes you wonder if there aren't groups, you know, among human beings who do the bidding of some of these hidden, um, civilizations, you know, they, they get certain things in return for cooperation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could take so many people a year and we, and you give us this, you know, you have to wonder if, cause we've heard those rumors too. You know that. So, mm-hmm. uh, several times actually. <laughs> and if that's going on, that that's just you know absolutely inexcusable. I mean, there's there's nothing lower than somebody that would betray their own species for something like that. But you know, but and uh, before before we uh, go further on this and go to our break, I wanted to mention that a week from Friday, this coming Friday, Halloween night, mm-hmm. Tim Swartz <laughs> and Mike Mott will be on the season premiere. Or the mid-season premiere, or whatever it is, of Ancient Aliens. So, we won't tell you exactly what we'll be talking about, but I will not say that it's not unrelated to what we're talking about right now, among other things. So, um, that's on well, Halloween night. I, yeah, I, I, and we should add. I mean, this is this is what we have been told, you know, by the producers. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we have know. been told that we can expect to be on Halloween night. Both of That's right. But so. since we do not control production company uh, decisions, we'll have to see what happens. Oh, we'll have okay. to see what happens. But since I gave them images to use and mm-hmm. signed uh, disclosure things where they could use some images and stuff like that, I'm assuming that, that you know they're going to make good use of that. So, um, but that, this well, is pretty I, cool. I, I, yeah, and I have to admit, I mean, Prometheus Productions. I mean, that's the production company who does yeah, yeah. Ancient Aliens. I mean, they've uh, they've been pretty good to me. I mean, they they talked to me for quite a while, and uh, um, they've had me on a number of shows, you know, uh, on a number of uh, episodes of Ancient Aliens. Yep. So I, I I dare say that they they wouldn't go through the trouble to contact me and ask, yep. you know, exactly, uh, exactly. what they it, wanted. You know, I mean, <laughs> when I, when I interviewed with them, I guess I interviewed for about two hours. Mm-hmm. So. And that was talking pretty much nonstop. So um, I don't know how many shows in all in all right now I'm being told, you know, um, Halloween and then right after Christmas, maybe on the 26th. So right now that's what I hear. But look what they did with, with Tim Schwartz. They, man, they, they cut you up and put you all over the place. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I, you've been uh, on like four, four, three or four episodes already. It's about four. Four yeah. episodes, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and just, you know, like the uh, – um, they had me on quite a bit on the, uh, uh, the the Tesla experiment, yes, which, which ran originally at uh, around the first of August, and then just uh, uh, ran again, repeated again, just a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, was, yeah and, I was real happy with that one. So basically, so I, this this may be the only podcast on the internet 
that has or that will have two hosts, two co-hosts who are both featured on that program. Yeah, that's right. I hadn't thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and another interesting thing. The very same night, Halloween night, I'm not sure what time yet. Actually, he may just have sent me a message, so let me look. Uh, Our guest from a few weeks ago, Nick Keene, who, by the way, his music was leading in. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Some of his uh, rap, his uh, esoteric rap was was kind of uh, leading in, but uh, Nick has has scored a podcast. It's going to be on once a month, and he'll be reading some of his writing and and uh, that kind of stuff. Cool. And he, you know he's a very talented uh, a short story writer. And I'm trying to find out, but I think he told me it's going to be on uh, Halloween. So we'll be on Halloween, and Nick will be on Halloween. Here, just let me see if I can find. It. He's not sure yet what time. It's going to be live, he says. Okay. All right. So it's going to be live sometime on Halloween. So that's cool. So Halloween's going to be hopping this year, sounds like. All right. Well, let me, uh, before we go to our break here, let me talk a little bit about uh, our guests coming on. Uh, tonight, we're very fortunate to have uh, Dr. Cece Stevens. Uh, she's from uh, Hemet, California. I think that's how you pronounce it. Hemet, H-E-M-E-T. I don't know. That's a, yeah, that sounds good. We'll ask her. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, she's a uh, um, she's the daughter of the uh, the late UFO investigator uh, Wendell Stevens, who uh, ha- wrote a number of books uh, uh, in his lifetime. A very good friend of uh, Tim Beckley. Well, uh, Cece, I mean, she is a psychic medium. She's a mystic healer. She's the founder of the California Holistic Chamber of Commerce, and she has a doctorate in metaphysical science. She is a um, a crystal healer and a teacher. She has performed energy healings uh, uh, for a number of years. And uh, she also is uh, known as a curator of Bob the Crystal Skull of Wishes. Wow. And, uh, well, didn't she well, also help uh, police solve crimes? Yeah, yeah. It says here that uh, she's been used by uh, the police department to help solve uh, crimes as well. Uh, well. She's a dowser as well and uh, has been used by uh, uh, ranchers to, to locate water. And, and I'll tell you something. Uh, I, I've seen uh, water witchers or dowsers work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, I I definitely believe in that oh it definitely does work oh it yes. yeah that definitely works so yeah. um well uh, uh, so tonight it's uh, uh cc stevens on uh the outer edge and if you want to call in uh, later we uh, and ask questions uh she may uh, uh offer to do readings uh tonight uh, uh for callers if you want to cool. uh, find out a little bit so you can call us at uh, 786-786 Two four five eight one two seven, and of course we're on Facebook, the Outer Edge Radio. And uh, if you want to chat in our chat room during the show, I know it's late, but uh, we always like to hear from you. Just go to psn-radio.com, and uh, again that number is seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. So uh, why don't we go to our break now? And when we come back, we will have our guest uh, CC Stevens on the outer edge so please stay tuned i would like to direct this to the distinguished members of the panel you lousy corksuckers you have violated my fargan rights this summon country was founded so that the liberties of common patriotic citizens like me could not be taken away 
by a bunch of Fargan ice holes like yourselves. Thank you very much. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. We're rewarding you for something you already do, listening to us. It's Radio Loyalty, and it's an easy way for you to get free stuff. All you do is sign up. Go ahead and click the banner now. You'll earn points as you listen, points you can trade in for great products and services in the Radio Loyalty store. You can earn even more points when you share your favorite station with friends on Facebook and Twitter. Radio Loyalty, it's free to sign up, so click the banner to join now. All systems are functional. Steve Yunus from supermanhomepage.com And now I'm a voice inside the jackal's head And who makes them look that cool? Hey, this is Mark McKenna here I'm a comic book artist for 25 years for Marvel and, and DC Comics And I'm a voice inside the jackal's head Only on PSN Radio <laughs> You're listening to The Outer Edge Radio With William Michael Mott and Tim Schwartz Only on PSN Radio I'm Mike Mott here with Tim Schwartz, as usual. And, uh, of course, it's a lovely night in my neck of the woods here. And it's not even lovelier now because we're joined by our guest, C.C. Stevens. Ms. Stevens, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, and thank you for having me on the show. How are you doing? Good, good. Glad to have you on. And uh, I know that uh, your dad was a renowned 
uh, UFO researcher and, and writer, and so it's just a it's like a, a double a double bonus for us tonight. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I think uh, uh, Tim Beckley knew uh, uh, your dad for for quite a number of years. Yeah, uh, Tim, uh, Tim and I and Dad, we all go back uh, twenty plus years back. Wow, <laughs> I, I started saying, you know, that uh, that long back, uh, Beckley was still kind of a, uh, not quite a pimply-faced kid, but uh, almost, you know. <laughs> and that's when, that, that's when Be- Beckley was in his his uh, Playboy days. I was going to say, Tim didn't know how to play. <laughs> that's when I knew Tim, when he knew how to party. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you something. Uh, I, despite his uh, his oh, pacemaker, <laughs> yeah, despite his pacemaker, he uh, I think he uh, he still uh, continues to party. So How do you probably... think he got to that pacemaker? <laughs> <laughs> do you think it was from being nice and quiet and sitting in a chair? Yeah, I don't think so. No, no, probably <laughs> he's going to be not. like me when he gets to his old age and he's sitting in that home. He's going to sit back and they're going to say, "Do you remember?" And he's going to smile. <laughs> that knowing smile, and he's going to go. You know, oh, I have no doubt. About I remember. That. I remember well. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tim is a. He's a very. He's a really good man. I. I will say that about him. He's an awesome man. Dad and him did a lot back then. Uh, Tim followed along and helped him in a lot of ways. Um, and Dad did some great work when he was out there. He's the grandfather of ufology. Yeah. Uh, a t- lot of t- people. T- t- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, tell us, tell us more about your dad. You know what he did, what led him to ufology, and some of the things that he did. Dad was with Operation Blue Book when it was first starting, right? And went out and worked with intelligence in the Air Force. And from that, he garnered and gathered up his. And now then he moved on from there into being a. He was a pilot as well. And But from all of that, he was kind of kept on the hush-hush. And then when he retired, then he brought all the hush-hush out and started putting it pen to paper. Right. He coined up, uh, I think it's 63 books that Dad did. Plus, oh, wow. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like I, I worked with Dad in that we did the UFO photo archives together, did the publishing business together and putting that out there and and right. we worked together, you know, it was dad's stuff, but we did work together on a lot of that. And when it was all said and done, I told him, well, Pops, you got like 63 books out there. He goes, oh, I don't have that many books. <laughs> I said, yeah, I do. And he goes, no, I don't. Where are you getting all of that? I said, well, I'm counting them up. And well, I've got 63 books that I've put out there. I don't know, you know, maybe I'm tripping on that or something. I don't know. Right. Well, but let me... that, and then he's got his, uh, um, his, he did uh the aeronautics, and one thing I was surprised by was Dad was a phenomenal artist. Shocker, right? Really? I didn't know that. That's cool. I, I didn't either, and I sat down and was looking at some drawings he did of ships and things like that, very technical stuff. And I said, wow, this is some great stuff, Dad. And he always used Jim Nichols for a lot of his paintings. And uh, I said, it's just some of the stuff that Jim did for you. And he goes, no, that's my stuff. And I was like, wow, who knew you were an artist? I had no clue. He goes, ah, oh, just some stuff I was throwing together. And I was like, wow. I mean, this like looks so detailed. It almost looks like a photograph. It's so good. Right. And uh, so there were so many, even in all the years of knowing him when Dad right. died, 
were still things coming across that surprised me about him. If he was this weekend. I was just going to say, did his artwork ever reflect ufology? As a matter of fact, I found things. Yeah, try that. Try that again, CC. I was going to say, lost you for a second. Yeah, yeah. I think we got lost there for a minute. Yeah, we did. I was asking, with all the the things that Dad does, were you and this weekend we were going through books and everything, and I had some people contact me about some of the things Dad did, and I'm like, what? Did you know Dad was also an astrologer? No, really? Had no idea. And yet they said, sure, he did the charts for us. And then I found a lot of his paperwork and book I was going through. And I'll be darned if he didn't do astrology. Huh. I was like, well, you know, of course it's with the stars, sure. But, you know, wow, Dad, who knew? Well, let me ask you this. You said he was with Blue Book. How, how How long was he with Blue Book? It was with when it started out. I think it was a blue book, and then it went to Grudge. Grudge, yeah. And then it went to something else, and he was involved up until Grudge. Okay. He stepped off on, and then it went whatever it was. It went to from that point. So, so did did he probably know most of the movers and shakers, including investigators, in that program, or did they kind of keep them? compartmentalized from each other. Yeah, there, was, there wasn't that many, actually. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Wasn't, there wasn't that many that was in there, and as far as I know, okay. Dad was the originator, and he's the one that brought others in. Okay, that's good, because I wanted to ask you, I'm not going to do it on the air. I, I'll do it during the commercial break. I'm going to mention a name to you, and you tell me if it sounds familiar, but I had an older relative that's what I'll say. And she married a guy who was involved with that. And I will mention the name and see if it sounds familiar to you during break. But anyway, um, hmm. Small my world, dad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, my dad was in the in the navy at the time. You know, as just an enlisted man at that time. And they would visit uh, this state where I live. Sometimes they'd be here at the same time. And I may have been like, you know, a, a baby or a toddler or something or a little kid. I don't even know. But uh, anyway, uh, my mom and dad both have told me, and of course, my dad's passed away. But they have both told me that uh, they asked, they would they would tease this guy. And he had kind of told them some of what he did. And, and then eventually they were, and then one day my dad said to him, listen, so-and-so, is there anything to this? whole flying saucer thing. Is there anything to it? And they said that, you know, he was really like a real laid back guy, you know, real relaxed. He said he got so serious. Hmm. And he said, if you knew what I know, and if you had seen what I have seen, he said, you would never sleep through the night again. (laughs) So, you know, there's always that. But uh, I'll mention the name and see if it sounds familiar to you later. Just you know, off the air. <laughs> well, I think uh, uh, I think we're going to have to try to reconnect uh, to reconnect here because well, that's uh, weird. Uh, yeah, Skype is uh, is is having having fun with us uh, uh, today. You know, when it works well, Skype is great. When it doesn't, yeah, it's, it's always these sensitive topics where it seems to do this. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, if we have to, I also have uh, have her phone number that we can uh, that we can call her back. Well, she's sure not picking up on Skype. You might want to do that. Real yeah, quick. yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Well, why don't I? Uh, um, why don't we run just a little bit of um, a break? A, a break here, just real quick, and see if we can reconnect with uh, a CC. And uh, so let's see. Let's do that. We'll be uh, right back in just a moment, hopefully with more with uh, our guest, C.C. Stevens. So stay tuned. Tim. Again with uh, <laughs> uh, 
the outer edge, and uh, uh, fortunately, we were able to get uh, uh, CC reconnected with us. So, uh, Mike, if you want to uh, continue your story, uh, you were telling CC about yeah. uh, your family friend and uh, right. Project Blue I, I Book. Ju- I just filled her in on the on the uh, you know during the, the before we came back, but uh, it just seems like it, it kind of ties into what with what Tim and I were talking about in the first thirty minutes. Uh, we talked about a documentary about. Uh, uh, some recent stuff involving human mutilations that have been recovered and and uh, what, was the, what, what was the documentary you were talking on? Um, gosh, what was it called? Let me, let me look and see if I can find it again. The human mutilation. Let me see if I can okay. find it here. Like um, UFOs and the human mutilation factor. UFOs, the human mutilation cover up, full film. 2014, of course, it's on YouTube. It's by a really okay. excellent investigator named Richard D. Hall. I was very impressed, and that says a lot for me. Um, right. It was very well done, and his his logic and his facts were were very very good. So, um, it's a, apparently, it's a new film, but it's called UFOs: The Human Mutilation Cover Up, and the full film is on YouTube right now. But uh, okay. Anyway, uh, what are your thoughts about about not just animal mutilations, but the possibility that, that people are being taken and used as a resource. Do you think that's going on? Okay. As- so so now, here's my thought. I use logic over things. And right. I'm not saying there's not this other realm, but I use logic on things. And I stand back and I go back to, the, to uh, World War II and Hitler, right. and the Jews, and taking the Jews, the highest of the scientists, and right. going to underground bases. Yes. And we have this hand, we have this hand, while something is going on on this hand. Right. And we're not supposed to know what's going on on the left hand, because the right hand is making so much commotion. Hmm, right. I was going to say that ahead. this is a theme that's familiar to us, because... You know, it's kind of like look up there, look up there, but don't look under your feet. Don't look behind the mountain. That's you know, right. Look- that's right. Boogeyman's in front of you, but let's not look at the boogeyman. Let's take a look at all this other weird stuff over here. Yeah. Now, exactly. about the human mutilations, about the ET stuff, about all of these things, I'm not saying they aren't, but I'm not saying they are. I'm saying, and and I put this out there one time, and I got visited by somebody that told me, you better shut up, because what you're talking about is... Wow. Talking. And we talked the about that. I was visited by, yeah, the person I was visited by was a government official. Huh. That said, people it like me will get put away. Really? Now, what I was talking about was, are they ETs, or are they our own government doing human experimentation and throwing out genetic freaks and then calling them uh, aliens? What, what what do you think about the possibility of a presence that's always been here and kind of doing whatever it wants to do? And we've reached a, a level of development now. We're kind of catching on. And maybe some governments have made deals with this other presence that, okay, we'll let you take so many. But, we won't, but in return, you give us this or you give us that. Do I think that there's a little trade-off going out there? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're the only life form, maybe as our own human form, then yeah. But, you know, Mars, there could be something here. Maybe we're not seeing them above ground because they're below ground. 
below ground. Well, let me – okay. Okay. I know that you worked professionally as a psychic, like even with police departments and things like that. As a mm-hmm. psychic, what are your impressions about this? Or is this something that as a psychic you would not want to do because you don't want to draw that attention to yourself on a psychical level? Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, I don't worry about things like that. Okay. Um, so the, and and well, I personally have had an ET experience that I couldn't mm-hmm. explain. And I had it with another individual. And then after that, the two of us mentally were connected. And if I thought it, he's like, um, uh, tele, tele, oh, I lost the word. Telepathic. Being very telepathic with each other and being able to read each other's thoughts, being able to remote view and send to each other. And Mm -hmm. in the experience, we both had something worked on on our heads. And that was like, you know, it was a weird experience. And it was in Sedona, and it was you know, a lot of years back in 92. Um, and what I saw and what I experienced defied what my brain said. And it was reptilian type with the big bug eyes and everything. And a lot of it didn't make sense. And right. yet it did make sense. Now, do I feel that it could be somebody from outer space doing this? It could be that, or it could be our own genetic mutation that we've created. Right. Maybe we did hybrid as hybrid design. Hybrid, I can't or, or pop, you know, well, well, I, you know, I've looked at the possibility that maybe there are things that are hybridized with us, but they've been hybridizing with us for a very long time. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Is it's, it's not yeah, something like, recent. It's something way back that's right. been there all along. Right. You know, look at the the, the elongated heads, the people with the elongated heads, right. and the giant. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. How do we explain all of those? Easter Island. How yeah. do we explain all of those if they were made in our image and yet you look at that and you go, that isn't our image. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, th- this definitely ties in with what we talked about for the first 30 minutes of the show. Very, very strange mm-hmm. indeed. But uh, so as, as, a, um, as a psychic, have you ever been involved in a case like with the police or, or, or anything like this that has led you into these areas uh, of, you know, into, into uh, the unexplained, like things things that were supernatural, paranormal, ufological, that type of thing? Um, I do paranormal. I'm a paranormal investigator. Okay. And in fact, I'm, I'm going on a, an event in Tombstone um, that is going to go on next May, um, and and I can I can send you the uh, type over the web address for you if you want on that. Um, okay. I have gone into areas and, and been able to speak with spirits, people that have passed on, mm-hmm. and walk on that side. I've been able to do that as well as being able to step into your future and tap into things that are here. Well, have, um, you ever wor- have you ever worried that some, maybe some of the entities you're talking to are something else masquerading as human spirits? Shapeshifters. Yes, I have come across shapeshifters. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Well, you can call yeah. them that or you can call them any number of other things, but yeah. Na- Native Americans call them shape- a shapeshifter, a person who changes shape. It changes mm-hmm. what they are. Um, I have come across a number, probably three or four, 
Really? Yeah, that kind of threw me and watched them and they were one thing and then watched them flip and right. change into something else. And it was like, okay, now, are my eyes playing with me? Did this really just happen? Right. Okay, so were, were, these, were, these physical, were these physical beings or, or spiritual beings? Spiritual. Okay. But hmm. I have seen physical. I have seen people on the physical side do this as well. Wow. I know uh, we, uh, one of our uh, good friends and, and our guest, uh, J.C. Johnson, who we've had on a number of times, who uh, works around the Four Corners area. Uh, yep. I mean, he he talks quite a bit about his experiences with and well, and uh, you know, other other people in that area with uh, physical shapeshifters. Yep. Right. Skinwalkers. Yeah. Skinwalkers. Yeah. Yeah. Skinwalkers. Right. The skinwalkers. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. What do you think? Do you think they're real? I think that uh, it's a form of uh, sorcery, and that maybe what you're seeing in the spirit is the same thing that she, that that the that the human sorcerers use in order to make it happen. I agree. I agree. Because I was going to also say, you know, witches can do this. Yeah, and I think yeah, that uh, it's one of those things that uh, if you want to be damned, that's a good way to go about it. Hmm. But. But I, I, I think, I mean, if you're, uh, um, you know, if you're highly trained enough, um, it's, it's not that difficult, is it, to be able to distinguish the difference between, say, a benevolent spirit or being and, and something that is disguising itself as something that's uh, uh, nice but isn't? You know, I came across something when I was 16 years old. It scared the bejesus out of me. Scared the Jesus in me. That was what I would say was demonic. Oh, Without really? Without a doubt, this day, I will still tell you it was demon child. It was demonic. Right. I, and then I saw it appear and present itself to me in a restaurant when I was with some friends and mm-hmm. called it out because I knew it was what it was. Right. In there. And I'm, I had some pretty nasty nightmares, but... I had that experience. And right. with anything that you look at, there's light and there's dark. Everything. There's a balance. Black and white. Right. Right. So and when this happened, bad you said, you said demon child. Did it appear to you as a child? No, no, no. When I say de- I'm sorry, I apologize. It was, it was demonic. It was I, okay. demon child was the wrong word. Demonic. It was okay. <clears throat> a man that was probably in his 30s. And yet he came through an animal form, and then he showed himself into a human form, and then he went back into an animal form. But it was a demon. It was a demon without a doubt. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. So now, uh, your your impression of this, I mean... uh, When when you talk about, you know, say like an evil entity or a demonic entity, I mean... uh, do you think? I mean, we're we're talking about something like as as described in uh, in the Bible, like fallen angels, or if that, or is that really kind of a, just a simplistic way of of looking at something that is basically inconceivable, you know, by us, but is by you know, is still evil. I feel, and I've read the Bible, and I consider myself a Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And, but I, I've had a death experience where I was hit by a car at 60 miles an hour. Hit through the windshield, popped and went and hit another car and walked mm. to the other side and then came back again. Oh. And was able to have, from my experience, and we don't need to go into it unless you want to, but we don't need to. From my yeah. experience, it, it showed me it was kind of like the big picture. Mm-hmm. Right. And I got to understand the big picture and to see it. And from that, I gleaned it doesn't matter how you pray, you're still praying. It doesn't matter what religion you use, it all goes to the same source. In that same essence into the question that you have, there are good spirits, there are bad spirits, and there are evil spirits out there. Just plain evil spirits that are out there. And and where they're coming from, that's a good question. I can't tell you where you're coming they were coming from. I've come across them. Um, I would say, when I say demonic, I would mean just that, demonic. Right. Devil, you know. Like we have right. good angels, uh, guardian angels that watch over us. We have relatives that pass on, and they become our guardian angels when they're watching over us. There is also that dark force, and could that be people that are, like, criminally insane? They die, and their spirit stays with them as it does others, and that's what we're seeing is that mm. criminally insane dark force well, you know, working been, around hungry? There have been, you know, cases where a demonic spirit, okay, demonic spirit in demonology is not a fallen angel. A fallen angel is even much more powerful and dark than, right. than, than a demon is. But right. uh, some of these very powerful entities, whether it's a very powerful demon or a fallen angel, they will ensnare human souls in such a way during their life through their deeds through their rejection of God and other things that they do then when they pass they become slaves to these things and you'll find this in in hauntings where they'll find there are various evil supposedly human spirits and maybe they were once human but they have almost become enmeshed interconnected with something bigger and darker that controls them like a slave master and uh, right. you, you know you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, and and so you know you have to wonder if, like you said, if there are not human spirits that have become so um, corrupted, even during life, that at least until maybe the day of judgment or some point, indefinite time, they're be they're being used as maybe a, a spiritual food source, um, as as uh, puppets. You know, they're being used by these darker, more powerful entities that kind of manipulated them to, to that position. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I think that and from the experience that I had of what I saw and what I was shown on this other side, and this is just my belief, understand that, just mine. Right. When we die, we go to the other side, and there's the pearly gates waiting for us. And when we die, we are judged. All who die go to the kingdom of heaven. You're forgiven the minute you walk through the door. You're forgiven. And But your judgment is that you are then looking at all the things you did, good and bad. <clears throat> and you feel the pain and suffering you caused others. You feel the love that you caused others. And after you've experienced that, you go on. Those that don't, those that come back, the heaven is when we when we trans when we when we cross Rainbow Bridge when we go to the other side. 
we go to heaven. But here, and this is what I was shown, we're looking for hell. We're in hell. This is hell. Hmm. And what you create for yourself is the existence of what your hell is. Hmm. And if you're not miserable, then this is your form of hell. But if you are miserable, then you've created your hell that you're working with at that point. And then there are those that are just mean and nasty. And when they go on to the other side, they got the devil's playground. They love it. And they want to stay attached, earthbound, and not move on to the next level. They don't want to go. So they're happy to stay here earthbound to mess with you. Those are the ones that I see as the demons that are out there and the shapeshifters that are out there. They're just plain nasty. And the investigations of the paranormal investigator that I've done, I've come across some of those. So they're psychotic. That was, yeah, that they're just plain, just psychotic. Yeah. And that you sit down and you surround yourself in the white light and protection and you put it around you and you just hope that it doesn't stick to you and come on with you and then you have to try to get it off of you because they get sticky. Hmm. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing that always, um, gets me, uh, anymore, especially with the popularity of these, uh, you know, like ghost hunting shows and things like that. And that, you know, you have these people who, um, you know, because they get like infrared cameras and some electromagnetic readers and stuff, they, they, right. they think they're, they think they're ghost hunters and they go out to these locations and then they go and provoke these things and say, oh, you know, you're no good, just, you know, or, or, you know, I've heard some of them say, oh, why don't you come home with me? You know, not yeah. realizing, just like you said, how sticky these things can be. And then the next yeah. thing yeah. you know, they That's go right. home with these, you know, entities, you know, right. <laughs> attached to them. Exactly. Right. I agree with you. And I have gone out on some events where I have flat watched that, where somebody's like, we want you to come along and join us on our investigation. Like, okay, I'm happy to go, but I take this serious. And we do, too. And they get out, and they're making a mockery out of it all, and I'm looking at them, and I'm going, you know what? You're like a bunch of children with a stick of dynamite in their one hand and a match in the other. <laughs> and all you got to do is strike it, and then you're wondering why your world falls apart. It's yep, so you're exactly. inviting it. If you're going to take this serious, be serious. Go in well, do as you, an investigator. Don't go in as an idiot. Do you ever worry, Cece, that by... um doing some of the, the, the type of stuff that you do investigating and psychic work and things of that nature that you might, that some of these things might try to attach to you in some way? They have. And you just have I, to I have them, but, I, but I've sat down and before I go into an investigation or I go into a reading or I go into doing anything, I surround myself in a line of protection. Okay. That I what, put it on that, I go into it with my heart. It goes into, I, it just means going into it with my, putting the white light of the creator around me to put a blessing to all those that enter, uh, that their intentions be shown and to, um, and to protect anyone that's around me. That bad so, can't come in, bad can't attach. Hmm. So do you, I mean, you said you're a Christian, so do you, do you like use the name of Jesus Christ, the power and the authority of Christ? I do. Good. That's good. Very smart. So have you ever had a I confrontation where you, 
Have you ever had a confrontation where you've had to use the name and the authority of Christ to, to make something leave you alone or go away? I have. I have on a couple of occasions and sat down and, and um, worked with that. And I do, I do believe in the power of prayer, and I do believe that if you give yourself over to a higher authority, you will be protected. Right. And maybe that's why I haven't had really bad experiences, because I've recognized them for what they were when they were coming about. Uh, right. I was smart. I stepped out of it. I didn't go in there and say, well, let's provoke it. Let's just hmm. take a stack on it and pick it up. Yeah. And, well, you know, it's interesting, it. because if you read, you know, for instance, in the Acts of the Apostles, um, right. Book of Acts, as, as Protestants call, call it, um, there's there are these guys who fancy themselves as demon hunters and demon caster outers, exorcists. Right. And they, they go around, and they're going around thinking they're casting things out of people. And they go into a house of someone who's very badly uh, possessed by demons, like multiple demons. Right. And this right. person, you know, becomes demonically uh, enraged and just thrashes them, just, just beats the hell out of them. <laughs> And, right. and the, the, the guy, I think, the, what the guy, what they say, they say, they say, they come to them, they, they tell this thing and say, we, we, we come to you in the name of, of Paul. They didn't have anything to do with Paul. And we come to you in the name of, of, of Jesus. You know, we command you. And, and what this thing says to them, he says, it says, it says, Paul I know, or I'm familiar with. And Jesus I know, because they know who Jesus is. But he says, right. but, says but, but we don't know you. And then they whipped his ass. Hmm. So, right. you know, and, and that's that's why, you know, we're told, you know, as Christians, you don't provoke these things of your own ego and your own uh, assuredness and your own, your you know, you know what I mean. You don't go into right. it with a cocky attitude or you're going to be in for some trouble. Right. You know, you have to, like you said, you have to spiritually prepare to deal with these things or you'll be in, you'll be in a lot of trouble if you don't. Right. Well, you know, everything is different. I had, and I will cite an example I just went through. Um, a friend parked his RV that he just bought in the yard. And so I have it over there on the side. I have the large property, and I have it over on the side of the yard, and I was out watering my tree. And I kept feeling like I was being watched. And it was the evening. And I took a look around over where the RV was, and I saw someone standing in the RV looking at me. Right. And I'm like, okay. I said, that's a little creepy because I know nobody's in that RV. Right. So I always have a flashlight when I'm watering at night. So I took my flashlight and I felt it again and I looked through the corner of my eye and thought, so I turned around and I threw my flashlight in that direction. Quite unexpected. Nobody yeah. was in the RV. Right. So then I walked towards the RV and when I did, I got creeped out by the, I mean, I got bad feelings. Right. So I was like, okay. So then I called my friend the following day, and I said, look, sounds stupid, but I think you got something bad in your RV. I'd like to smudge and clean it if you don't mind. And right. he goes, okay, you can do that. And I said, well, you got to appreciate it. I said, all right. So when he bought the RV, the first thing he noticed when he got in it when he was driving it over was that mm -hmm. the front seat smelled really, really foul. Like mm. maybe a dog had pooped in there or it was dried yeah. blood. It was just a really nasty smell in there. And uh, and, he, and then when he asked me, when I was in there, he said, does it smell bad in here? I said, no, I'm not smelling anything. I said, he said, what do you think of the RV? I'm like, yeah. Well, in the daytime, you don't feel it, but at nighttime, you do. 
Right. So I went out there all prepared to smudge and clean his van, his RV for him. I go to unlock the door, and the door won't unlock. So I call mm-hmm. him. What key is it? This doesn't work. That's the key. And I tried and tried. And I ended up with, and I was barely using the key at all. But I looked at my index finger, and I had a giant blood blister that popped up on it. Hmm, right. So I called my husband. I said, come over here and help me get this door open. I can't figure this out. So he came over and tried, and it wouldn't open for him. Right. And I'm like, okay, all right, what's going on here? And um, so then Chuck got the door, he got the, the door open, and opened it up. And I and made me, it forced me to step back as well as my husband, what you could feel coming out of that RV. I said, okay, leave the door open and get away from it. I said, we're going to have to hold, go all different approach. We're doing some butt kicking today. <laughs> yeah. So I went back yeah. to the house, and I sat down, and I said, Okay, Jesus, I ask you, what do I need to cleanse this building? Because something's in there, clearly. What do we need? And I saw a picture of all of the things that I was told to take. I was told to take my brass singing bowl, my OM, O-M, OM bowl. I took that with me. I was told to take my Bible. I took that with me. My holy water, the waters of Fatima that I have, I took that with me. And my smudging. So I went in and I anointed the door as soon as I went in. Okay, there was salt, sea salt, and, and uh, um, anointing oil. So I went in and anointed the door before I started in to put protection on this RV. And whatever was in it, to send it into the light and send it on its way. And I started to go in, but it was like I was being pushed away hmm. from the door. So I went on in, I sat down, and I proceeded to try to light my smudge. Dried sage is not that hard to light. You get a lighter, you strike it, and there it is. I burned my hand three times just trying to get the lighter to strike. It was that hot touching it. The final I lit the sage, but the sage wouldn't light either. So I'm like, okay, I'm, this is getting like really weird. Couldn't get my husband to light the sage. Went in my house to light the sage, and it lit fine. Went back out, still wouldn't light for me. So now I'm having all kinds of problems. It's like, this is this place. So I sat down and I took the Bible and usually I'll go through and I'll let it guide me to the page that I need. So I let it guide me and it popped to Isaiah chapter 23. And so in Isaiah chapter 23, it was, it was talking about home and singing. So I thought, well, this is the reason why I needed the bowl for oming, for singing to it. So right. I took the bowl and I went through the RV and I owned the trailer. Went through the whole thing, just singing with the bowl and letting it go. And then I came back, and the sage lit straight up. So I was able to sage and bless and send whatever was in there on into the light. Here is the light. Mm -hmm. Wherever you are, let me send you onto your way. I felt that presence leave, but when I came in, that presence, I want you to know, was pissed. (laughs) And I could feel it now. Did somebody die in that RV, or did something bad happen in that RV, or did something get caught in that RV from somebody else bringing it in? Mm -hmm. I can't answer those questions. I know it was a male entity, and I know it was very upset. When I then blessed, and I I smudged, and I put the salt to all the entrances and anointing the windows and doors, and, you know, did a healing on the vehicle itself, and when I finished... It felt light and clean and clear in there. So I was okay. I thought I did good. I went back out at nighttime around it to find out that it still had that bad feeling. Did I see anything? It has nothing but light around it. 
So obviously that was able to work. Now, when we go back and we say bad things, evil things, what was the evil thing that was in there and why was it angry? Was it angry because it got caught and it needed the light to find its way through? Was there purity of heart that it needed to be able to see its way out? Now, what was the thing that allowed it to leave? What was the thing that held it there? These are things become a question of faith. Hmm, Does any of that make sense to you? Sure. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And I wanted to ask you something about that because you mentioned something interesting. Have, has it been your experience that when you actually, when you sense an entity day or night and you think you glimpse something, is it almost invariably with your peripheral vision? In other words, if you yes. look directly at it, it disappears, but you're going to see it with your um, peripheral vision. You know, it's pretty much peripheral vision. My old house, though, and, and I'm really interested in the works of Tesla. And at my old house, I was doing some stuff with Tesla, and I looked in the corner, and I saw a man out of the corner of my eyes that looked like Tesla. But when I turned around and looked in that corner, he was still standing there. Ooh. And it was like watching a movie and was standing there. And, 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 and you know, it was like, well, that's kind of curious. And, uh, and, and the keys on my, you know, how you have the, the old um, DVD stands where you have keys where you could lock the drawers. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. all the drawers had the keys on them. And all the keys were getting knocked all over the place. And a great big giant electrical blue ball came from him, rolling across the room, hit a bookcase that was up high, and shattered the wood, and everything went flying huh. from the ball of energy. It wasn't negative. It was like they were just showing me they can, they're that powerful. They can do these things. It was. I didn't feel like a bad thing out of it. It was like afterwards. It was like, oops, yes, that was too so, strong. So the majority huh. of the time, though, when you sense, when, when people... Not just you, but does it seem to be the majority of the time that these things are more glimpsed at peripherally than they are seen directly? I think it depends. Every, you know, and I will say, I, when I give classes on this, everybody is tapped in. It's how open are you to being tapped in. Everybody's right. got the ability. Everybody's right. telling, I'm not any more special than you or the next person. I just happen to be a little bit more tapped in or a little bit more aware of the things that are out there. When I was a kid, and and I still have that sometimes when I'm doing a reading for someone, and someone comes through from the other side, I can be sitting there looking at that person like they're actually in front of me, having a conversation with them and relaying it back to the person that they are wanting to, the loved one that they're wanting to give that info to. When I was a little girl, I used to go out on the porch, I curled up on my grandma's lap and sat there, and she'd rock and talk to me. And so one morning, my mom came out, and she goes, who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to grandma. She goes, where is she? I said, well, I'm sitting in her lap, in a rocking chair. She said, nobody's in that chair. And then I looked around and realized, I'm seeing grandma, but my mother wasn't. Right. That's when I realized, I was about five. That's when I realized I was a little bit different than the other kids. So I had to be a little bit more careful about the way things went. I got a lot right. of teasing in high school. A lot of people freaked out, and then I started blocking a lot of things. But, yeah. you know, on what you can do, because people aren't ready for that. A lot of the things that are out there, though, too, 
let me throw that out there also, is there are people that are powerful enough for remote viewing. They can throw something in your face that you see that is not a spirit form. It's them throwing something in your face. Right. Getting it into your head with a... Are you familiar with remote viewing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if I was here, and then I were to pop right next to where you are, and I did it strong enough so you could see me. Now, are you seeing a spirit, or are you seeing me? Is that, in fact, somebody very powerful, psychic, who's evil, that's there doing bad things and messing with you and hurting you? Or is it somebody that has passed on to the other side? They're on lies with demonic energy. Hmm. Or the good energy. They're on lies. Is that, is it, is it real or is it a spirit that passed on? Or is it somebody that, that maybe has been government trained or naturally trained that they can do those things? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, here's a question. I ask you a question. Do you believe a person can bend a spoon? Yes, with, I with do. their mind, with their mind. Yes, obviously, if you grab it, you can bend it. I've, 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 there, I've seen that it, happen. Have you? Okay. Yes. And and I've I've seen that happen as well. In sitting and watching someone hold a spoon, one person <laughs> holds a spoon, another person look at that spoon and touch it and make it like liquid. Well, if you can, and everything is you know molecules and atoms, and they're just. Rearranged is all it is. That's all you're doing is rearranging it. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, imagine what could be done with a ghostie or with, with uh, time travel. Being here and there, how do we know if somebody isn't in the future that's figured out how to time travel into the past? Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing someone in the future. And it's not a spirit form, as we think, but somebody in the future. Mm-hmm. How do you know an ET? hasn't come down from Mars or Neptune or Pluto. Well, honestly, you know, if if you look at the the holographic universe model, and, you know, more and more it seems to point to the universe is a construct made by somebody, and as a Christian, obviously I think I know who that is, but people have their different ideas about it. But if it's a a holographic construction, then it's self-contained space and time are, are are one thing, but there's something outside of the space and time. But right. if you're, but if it's a hologram, then that means that all the information from the beginning to the end, if there is really a beginning and end, all the information is there in that. Let's just call it an object that is the space time continuum. Right. Okay. Right. So somebody from another point in time, if they want to time travel, they may not physically be able to do it. There may be constraints in place, but there's no. Okay, looking at it logically, why could they not? That's what, that's what I'm saying. Send, exactly. Send what information. You're saying is what I yeah, yeah. Send the right. projection of themselves. You know, exactly. whether it's their their mind energy, which could be photons or whatever it might be, uh, neutrinos. Who knows what it's made out of? Tachyons, whatever. There could be things exactly. that can move around within that continuum. They don't actually leave their own time, but they project their consciousness into another part, into another part of the hologram. Does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. And that's like saying, dead is dead. Is that correct? When you're dead, you're dead. Right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, now, a person goes, like I did, and has a car accident, like I did, and goes over to the other side. They technically are dead. Mm -hmm. And yet they come back with all this information. Well, if dead is dead, how did I slip through that window and come back? Yeah. Aha! Einstein. Past, present, future. They are all the same. Because right. if I, I look right now, what I just said was actually what I was going to say in the future, but I'm saying it right now, which technically, because I said it right now, it's the past. Well, see, this this is so the problem. So we're always living, yeah, there's that little, little fine line. When does it become the future, or is it something that's not already predestined? Well, it's, it's, all, it's, all the, well, it's all the now. Yes. Okay. But, but so here's, there is here's no future, the, the, there's only now, present. But but there's our perception. So here's the thing yeah. that that uh, um, and this this is a problem that that um, atheists have, and this is a problem that that people who are they think they're so scientific, but really they're not, because science is not a religion and it's not a belief system. It is a tool. It's a tool to try to understand things based on empirical evidence. That's all it is. It's a methodology. So when you take somebody like this back and they say, well, you know, there's no such thing as God, for instance. That's, that's one of the big ones. You know, you can't prove God. You say, well, you know, how do you believe the universe was created? And almost, almost invariably they'll say, well, we, we're, you know, people, we're pretty sure, as if they're in the lab, which they usually are not. But, you know, we're pretty sure that it was a big bang. Okay. So then you say, well, you know, most of the time you get into that point and they think they've got it all figured out. Then you just say, of course, well, what caused the Big Bang? Well, there was a previous universe that contracted and, and collapsed on itself. And they said, well, what created that? And, you know, the, the whole thing. You reach the point to where if they start talking about a, a quantum particle that explodes or whatever it is they come up with, there's got to be a causality. And there's always got to be something further, something beyond. And that's something they cannot explain because you don't get something. You don't get something. Yeah, you don't get something. You don't get something from nothing. It's scientifically impossible, and you don't have effect without cause or catalyst. It's scientifically impossible. So what they find is that their own ideas of science defeat any explanation that they can come up with. But then if you think about, you know, reality as being, excuse me, a construction, but it's it's whole. It's a hologram, or or, to us it's real because we're part of it. But it's, it's a construct where space and time are all part of the same. Let's just make it, in our imagination, let's make it a sphere, okay? But mm-hmm. there's somebody or something outside that maintains that sphere that maybe created that sphere. We can't understand how it was done because whatever it is that made it, it's not part of the sphere. It's not part of the continuum. Therefore, it's not subject to the laws of the continuum. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so... So, in other words, it's not – and what are we told about God? We're told God has no beginning. He has no end. He is in what they call etern- – he's in what is called eternity. Eternity is not part of the space-time continuum. It's not time. People think eternity is time. Eternity is outside of space and time. It's, it's outside of creation. And this is something that – you know, this is where physics and uh, quantum physics and mysticism all meet. And 
right. people that are like har- hardcore skeptics and hardcore uh, they think they're scientific. They, this this is something they can never get. This is something they never can grasp because it's outside of the bounds of their uh, of their paradigm. Does that make right. sense? And I think right. everything we're no, talking yeah. about is is kind of outside of that bound the, the bounds of that paradigm because if it's something that slips in from outside of that continuum or that okay for instance if, if people say well how does god know the future how 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 do prophecies work well if he's outside of it he can look in at any point within that hologram and he can say well this happens here and this happens here so I'm going to let these people here at this point know that this is going to happen here you see what i'm saying um, but also, can I can I interject something? Sure. Here's my thought. Here's my thought. If we are all created in God's image, so therefore we have created the image of, so therefore we have the same knowledge. It's what we yes. do with that knowledge. Exactly. Or or maybe we, in the same way that we can, okay, you'll, you'll see like in mysticism, they'll say, well, you know, that, that uh, the demons and devils and fallen angels and angels, they don't create. They can manipulate. They can move stuff around or whatever in reality, but they don't create new things, new ideas. New con- oh, the only being that creates real new stuff in the same way that God does is, is humanity. And so, we're, you know, like you say, we're, we're, we're made in, in, in God's image. I think that's part of it. The creative process is part of it. And I think like you're, what you're talking about, there may be other abilities that, of course, we're not God, so we don't have the powerful abilities, infinite power he has, but... We, we have inkling of those abilities. Let's go outside that box. Let's go outside that bowl. Let's take it all the way down to the core. And this is how I thought. And it was like it made sense. Let's go all the way. You're on the right track. Now follow it. Where does it all begin? Everything. Everything on this planet, off this planet. Where does it all begin? From the seed. From the start, from the molecule, the atom, the, the, all the way down to the most minute, minute thing. Is that not the image that actually was, that's being spoken of? And not right. this physical image? Because when you look at when a child is created, a woman's carrying a baby, sperm and the egg come together. The sperm, the egg come together and it begins. You have a tree and you have a seed and it goes in the ground and the water hits it or whatever hits it and the two come together and boom, a tree begins. It all begins the same way in that same fashion, in that same style. He used to say that that is not the God particle. That is not the creation of all things. And that is the image we were all created in and we just kind of filtered out where we became a frog, we became a tree, we became a human, we became all the shades of the rainbow, black, white, brown, you know, all the different skin colors that we have out there, hairstyles that we have out here, thin, coarse, red, black, white, everything that goes with it, and all of those, they're all coming down to that same source, the planets that were created, the same source. It isn't the Big Bang, but it is what I call the God particle, the beginning of the seed is in everything. Well, it, it's, it's, it's the information. It just makes a yeah, it's a different form. Yeah. It's yeah, information, I like right? I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's, it's uh, 
it's the word. The, the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. It's everything's right. information. And the word is, was, and will be, and it always. Yeah, is the it's all information, and, and everything. Everything is made out of information, even at, on the quantum level. So, but anyway, I think Tim's yeah. about to take us somewhere. Yes, yes, uh, uh, Mike CC. It's time to go to our uh, our break here. So uh, uh, let's let's go ahead and do that, and we can continue our conversation in uh, just a couple of moments. So just to remind everyone, you're listening to the Outer Edge on the PSN Radio Network. Our guest tonight is CC Stevens. So let's go to our break. We will be right back in just a few minutes. So please stay tuned for more. I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Remember, Future Theater can be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me and Nancy, I, Karumba, Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the PSN Radio. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www 
futuretheater.com. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com. Tim Swartz. With me tonight is Mike Mott, of course, and our guest, C.C. Stevens. So, um, you two, uh, <laughs> you are uh, 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 getting into it uh, pretty good there about the uh, the, the whole uh, creation concept. you want to uh, continue with that, or where do you want to go for now? I, I think we kind of covered that. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of covered that one. We got through the creation on there. Um, okay, let's go into... Um, we can go into a couple of directions if you want to. I we were talking about doing readings, uh, going yeah, online in that one, and sometimes I'm right on with people, and sometimes it's kind of like maybe it's yeah. not the best time to go in there and and yeah. um, and I you know and you were wanting to talk more about that, and well, you were looking at also, doing. Well, right? I was going to ask you about your about cases that you've done for the police department. I I'm, I was just wondering what you've you okay. know, what they've called you in on and, and kind of what has happened with that I mean, over the years. Okay, I I I do. Yeah, and we were speaking about remote viewing earlier. 
And so as a remote viewer, if somebody is missing, I've been able to tap in to find them. I'm sitting down and taking an item and saying, I am lost, where am I? And then looking around me for what it might be. Um, a gentleman called me up and he said, I had an earring on, an emerald earring, and I can't find it, and it's making me crazy. Hmm. Uh, I said, okay. I said, well, uh, do you have this in your house? And, and by, you know, brocade chair by, he was in New Orleans. Well, it turned out he did have brocade chair. <clears throat> and do you have a rug in front of that? And he did have a rug in front of that. And were you sitting by that area? And he was sitting. I said, well, look underneath it, because where I am, I'm hidden dark and underneath. And he looked under the chair, and sure enough, there was a earring sitting right there just sitting in the bar. Okay, somebody goes off and they're missing, and I've worked with the police department and finding missing people doing the same thing. They're missing. Where am I? I'm looking at this individual. I've become them. I slipped off a ledge. I fell about this now feet. I'm this far from my car, my vehicle, or wherever it might have been. And this is what I'm looking at around me. This is what my terrain is. That's around me. I can then go to a map, take a look at a map of the area that they are, and be able by looking at that to pinpoint and circle in approximately where they're at so you're able to find them. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like if somebody, if you got into an emergency situation and you put it out, can anybody hear me out there? Is anybody listening? I'm in trouble. I need help. Hmm. What if somebody picked up the signal that you were sending out there and they heard it and they said, I can hear you and I can see you, and then you write it down and call it in. I'm seeing this person that's missing. I'm hearing them, and this is where they are, and this is where you'll find them. That's what I've done in being able to um, track it out and go in there. And so... Um, and, and that's what I've done. I'm sorry, I just got brain fart and went into a different spot. I don't know why. That's all right. <laughs> um, I, 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 too many thoughts just came at me all at one time. The both of you just had a thought and something else came through. So, um, okay, so in sitting down, I've done that. I also do work with um, a pendulum, and I work with dowsing, being able to teach people how to douse, to find water, to find minerals. Uh, dowsing and all that's not just the water. You can use it for all kinds of things. And I, uh, excuse me, dowsed in order to be able to find the person also. I haven't been able to see, then I've been able to take out my dowsing rods and work with that and bring it in. All of the things, whether it's a dowsing rod, a pendulum, um, whatever you're using out there, all they are is little pieces of tools to help you focus. That's all it is. The information is there. You just need something to help you pinpoint and focus it, pinpoint it in. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, well, I know I've seen um, dowsers both in the field and in their home, you know, using, a, 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 you know, like a pendulum at home just over a map or in the field using, like, the uh, the bent L rods. And it's it's fascinating uh, to I see, I to see the how these things work, yeah, yeah, uh, it's just—I uh, mean, it's incredible. I, I was on a, uh, a, a, a shoot one time uh, for a television station where these people were—they uh, were trying to locate uh, bodies in an old cemetery that the, the stones had long since disappeared, and yep. uh, and uh, they 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 got some 
very accurate readings that then later on when, you know, the, uh, um, basically the diggers went, right. uh, to dig at the locations that they had indicated, they were pract- I, I think they were like 95% correct. It was very impressive. Right. I use the LRAD as a dowser, and I also use what's called a bobber. And it's a copper mm. wire with a crystal point on the end of it that will bob. It'll swing left and right or bob up and down when the energy is real strong or something. I've used dowsing when I've done uh, paranormal investigations as well. So what what do you make your rods? Uh, are they copper? They are copper. When I, make them, I make them myself. My husband and I do. Okay. Um, so I noted, okay, having researched all kinds of stuff, you know, just, just for various purposes, I know that, for instance, the American Society of Dowsers, that they, when they go dowsing looking for anything, they want to mm-hmm. ask permission of some something. They don't specify what they say. Ask permission of, you know, not the landowner, but as in ask permission of, I guess the spirits or the energy or whatever before you douse. Have you ever heard of that? Some do. I I have. Uh, I well, I suppose I do too. I sit down and I talk to my rod, and I and I my communicator that I use or my spirit guide that I use, and and I point out what it is I'm looking for, and I'll tell it that um, I'm looking for water, or I'm looking for. Uh, a mineral, silver, gold, or I'm looking for a person. And then I visualize what it is. I meditate and visualize on what it is I'm looking for. <laughs> and then I ask the rod to help me with that. And then it goes. So I suppose in that sense, I'm, I am, I'm doing that also. Okay. You so know, we so were, you're we not, talking, go ahead. I'm talking about like, lo- like what, what the, what the, you know, what the Romans would have called genius loci. I mean, um, uh, the spirit of the place that you're at, do you, uh, you know, where, where you're looking, whatever's there. Do you, you know, I know that some of these doubters seem to think that you need to get um, some sort of permission on the site. From the Loki? There. Yeah, from the Loki. From the loci, yeah. Have you ever well, heard of that? Tomatoes, yeah, tomatoes, tomato, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Loki, but have you heard of it? people doing that? I've heard of the building having and the energy, the local energy, but to uh, mm-hmm. to go in and ask for permission on that, um, I have not. But you know what? That doesn't mean that it's not supposed to be done. I could be doing it wrong. I, I, I would. I wouldn't ask for permission. To me, asking for permission is giving something else authority over you. I'm not going to do that. I, I so. agree. I agree. And am, am I asking permission for the talents that I have? No. The no, talents are there. Exactly. So therefore, I accept them. And, and yeah. where did they come in from? They, I believe that they are a gift that was given to me. And some things I charge for and some things I don't because it was a gift. Right. Right. And if hey, somebody well, needs help, I will give them that help, but I won't charge them. Do, do you take your husband with you on some of these investigations? I do. So he's, he's, uh, does he have any psychic <laughs> abilities or is, or is he, he kind of... Yeah, he's both. He's on, he's on your side of the fence and my side of the fence. He's a <laughs> show me state. He is misery. 
show me faith. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Although he's got incredible healing hands. And, you know, and I showed it and explained it to him, and he's accepted it. But, you know, to go in and, and you know, well, I did spend something, but he doesn't know what it is. But then I've dealt with it all my life, and yeah. he may have dealt with it and didn't realize it. Right. I would like, if I, if I can, and we were talking about paranormal people and groups and things like that out there, and there, there are a lot of them that are like, you know, okay, what's that about? There is one group out there that I've met and, and that I am very impressed with them. They're the, the PAC, they're a paranormal team, and they use forensic science, mm-hmm. along with the paranormals in order to be able to solve some pretty well-known uh, paranormal cases that were out there, cases like the Amityville, or the Blackfield Island, and many others. And it's their, it's the team's mission. What they're trying to do is to bridge the gap between those fields of the paranormal and the forensic, being able to work with that, the forensic science, mm-hmm. in order to be able to provide. They're trying to provide the voice for those that have passed on. They have different events that they're putting on. I have one, in fact, that I'm doing with them uh, next May uh, 1st and 2nd of 2015, securing up all of the town of Keystone, Arizona. And mm-hmm. that one's going to be, if anybody's interested in going and being a part of it, it's darksideentertainmentevents.com. Go in there and you can secure up and be a part of it and come out there. And uh, if anybody from your show comes down and they log in, have them let me know. And when they get there, talk to me and I will be more than happy to give them a free reading. How does okay. that sound? Well, well, that sounds there. cool. Well, let, let me ask you this. Um, are you talking about, like, just experiencing what's in Tombstone or actually sending spirits away, sending sending them to wherever they're supposed to be? Going up there and finding out what is real and what's not real. Um, Mm, Putting it out there and um, um, using the forensics to be able to sit there and say, we are showing something actual here, using the paranormal for what we're being able to pick. And then pick up from it and then go out and deal with what it is. If it's something bad, the thing, you know, the thing was, when I was with a group there last July, the summer sometime, they came across, and this is kind of curious, in one of the areas we came across, and the question was asked, I asked, what do you want to do about this entity? Do you want it to go away or what? And ironically, the gal that was there, it was a birdcage theater. I don't yeah. want it to go away. That's our business. We want to keep them. Right. That's what I was going to ask you next. Because and even I was if it's like, male- okay. Yeah. Even if it's a malevolent, something negative, some people would yeah. prefer to keep it there. And I'm thinking, and exactly if it's malevolent, make it leave. Yeah, and that's exactly what she said as well, was that, is, that you know, it is, um, if you are sitting there and you're um, oh god I just went off you've got a you've got a nasty one in there why would you want to keep it and that was right. my question that I posed if you have somebody in here this one gal was in love with Doc Holiday, and she had this bad spirit was there in there that she looked at was Doc Holiday that was part of it and it's kind of like if you've got somebody bad in there you've got a bad spirit and he's doing all these other things. Now you're in love with him, so you're in love with the dead spirit. 
Why wouldn't you right. want them to go on to a happy place? Why would you want to right. keep them? I agree. Well, because we so have great business by them. Let me ask you something, and this is this is a, a psychic question. Okay, well, but, but, a, wait, 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 wait. There, okay, there, go ahead, go ahead. I, I want to see if CC can tell us who the surprise guest is we have for her to talk to. Brown-haired. A, li- yes. a light-haired man, curly. Um, <laughs> Jovial son. And wild party man, probably Tim Beckley. Hey, now, that's not fair. You cheated. You cheated. Hi there, CC. How are you? Hey, guys. See, even on, even on, even on the nights I'm not there, I try to take over. Look at Ah, that's, that's right. <laughs> I told you he's a party animal. Well, that's right. I, I, I felt I had to, I had to call in. Uh, this is the, uh, uh, let's see, the fourth anniversary now that uh, Wendell has passed away. Is that correct? That's right. September 7th. And, um, he, was, he was quite a character. You know, I met him, you know, I don't know what year that I met him. I, I know you said about 20 years ago, but I, I think it might have been a little longer than that, even uh, CC. Because That's why I said 20, I, 20 plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, was putting years. Out, I was putting out the UFO review. Was it nineteen eighty five? Well, it might have been eighty. It might have been eighty two or so. Maybe. Uh, let's see. I okay. was putting. I was putting out the UFO Review, which was the official flying saucer newspaper, uh, which had quite a circulation at the at the uh, time. Uh, in fact, it has a larger circulation than any publication today because there are none. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we did a, a, a we did a really long interview uh with uh, Wendell you know he talked about his sightings uh when he was in the military mm-hmm. i i don't know if you mentioned that on the uh, air uh, tonight cuz i did we did before. you would know about yeah. that and, and and we were talking about project blue book you would know more on that oh, better on oh that. yeah you did ha- you did have that wrong you guys screwed okay. that up you'll never get a job with the air force no, it was Project It was Project Grudge and Project Sign, and then came Blue Book. So I think your That's dad, right. well, your dad was with uh, Sign, or maybe it was Grudge. And you know, I don't know what order that was, but it was, um, it was in it was in the beginning of it. I thought it was Blue yes, Book. Yes. Well, no, Blue, Book Blue Book came Blue Book came in, and, and I I had this wrong last time too. I thought Blue Book was a lot uh, later on, but Blue Book came oh, in about you nineteen. You were never one of the work for the Air Force either. Yeah, it was about 1952 that Blue Book started. So your dad was in the military. It was back in the days of the uh, the Foo Fighters, because I remember we talked about that. He had a right. he had a sighting in maybe it was Alaska or some way uh, where uh, way yep. up uh, north north yep. where they had uh, yeah they they had um, sightings and they had all these gun camera. Uh, photos. I guess they had the cameras mounted in the the gun turrets or something. I don't, you know, I know, uh, right. something yeah. to that effect. And uh, uh, they had all these sightings that were going on. Uh, I guess on a pretty regular basis. Uh, but uh, you know, of course, they weren't talking. They weren't talking about it when they were in the military. You know, I. But uh, yeah, he had a he had certainly had an interesting career. And then uh, years later, you know, we used to sell his. Um, are you, well, uh, actually, I have the rights to three of the books. I do the Omni Onik book and the Paul Villa book, 
And there's another um, another title, I can't think of what it is offhand, but your dad put out, I think you said, 62 books and some really fascinating reading there. Now, uh, some of it was pretty far out for for my taste. I know he went into the um, uh, contactee uh, material. Did he ever have a, uh, a contact himself? As far as dad himself, I don't believe so. No. Mm-hmm. Other than I, working with Billy, to actually have... A personal contact. Yeah. I, as, as I recall, he did not. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I will have to go back. And I was looking at uh, this newspaper, the UFO Review, the other day. I think I put out twenty-something issue. In those days, we typed it up uh, on a selectric typewriter, reduced it, and pasted the mechanical on newspaper boards. Oh, my gosh. Well, actually, that's the way I would still do it today if I had my way. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, was, it was quite a good read. I mean, the, the newspapers are crumbling now because there's nothing worse than uh, newsprint, you know, for uh, a quick uh, decay. But there's some great material in there. I, I'm going to start uh, reusing some of the art and the, and the articles because it's a whole new two generations on, and nobody's read this material, and why get it lost to... Uh, you know, the history. But anyway, CC, I did want to just say hello and uh, thinking fondly of you and uh, Wendell, and I'm sure he's in the starship looking down right now. And uh, Wendell, give us a sign. Come on, mate. Fly right on over. <laughs> and and I want to thank you, and, and we'll see you all uh, in a couple of uh, weeks. We'll have a great guest on. And uh, again, CC, have a great evening. And uh, uh, a wonderful, you know, uh, career there. And in fact, it turns out that I have a friend of mine who lives in your town. So maybe we'll all hook up at some time soon. Anyway, you guys, you take it easy and watch out for right, the deer, Mike. Come on, all right, man. Watch out for the deer, man. Don't watch ask some permission. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. ask some permission for anything. All right. That's good right. night. Now, yeah. bye bye. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. You can't even ask a question. No, no, <laughs> you, it's, you can't get a word in edgewise when Tim's talking. you got to take a breath eventually, Bubba. <laughs> I'm trying to ask him, what did Houdini mean to him? Dad said something to him about Houdini. And so that's what I was wondering about was he was asking that question. Well, Cece, I'll tell you, we'll we got, never we, know we've only got about uh, less than three minutes left. Um, I'm, I, first of all, I want you to kind of tell us people where they can find your your uh, various endeavors on the web or wherever and and then also after the end of the show uh, hang around for a minute okay okay but uh, go ahead go ahead and tell people if you would where they can learn more about you and what you do okay my name is CC Stevens you can find more about me at ccstevens.com I uh, do the researchers and I am also um, Going to be a part of Dark Side Entertainment uh, and the investigations that we're doing in Tombstone next year. Uh, that would be with uh, like Paranormal TV. And I think it's part of the grouping as well. Um, and we have got some noted stars that are going to be coming along on that, so it'll be a lot of fun. Cool. I do crystal ball healings. I do psychic readings. I do paranormal investigations, and I do dowsing for whatever you're wanting. I live in Hemet, California. And you can reach me at my email, C-E-C-E-S-T at AOL.com. Mention this show and get a free astrology chart. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, 
Well, I want to remind our listeners that if you go to uh, the Outer Edge's website, that, that's theouteredge.com, there is a link to uh, uh, CC's uh, uh, right. website, so you can always go go there and uh, click through. And uh, CC, you've got uh, uh, some uh, uh, Kindle books uh, too, don't you? I do. I've got all of Dad's books that are on his ebook, and I have them through Amazon.com. You type in Wendell Stevens, and you go into the ebooks. They're all listed right there. I've got um, 62. In fact, I just found two more books that I just realized I had when I was digging through. That's not up there, and it was the Dern Universe and the Contact Star Wars, the Richard Miller Contact. I was able to get all of those, so I'm getting ready to load those up there. I also have all of Dad's materials at our website at ufophotoarchive.com. Oh, we didn't so talk about that. There, you, 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 can, yep. you do have, you are the owner of the of UFO Archive. I am. Photo, it's UFO Photo. UFO Photo Archive. No, Photo. photo. Okay. Archive. Archive. Okay. Yep, ufophotoarchive.com. I am right. the owner of that now, yes. Okay, cool. That's a, that's a great site. And I'm the owner of all of the books. Yeah, that's very cool. And and uh, just uh, w- make sure, if I were you, I, w- I would regularly check and make sure that nobody has grabbed any of your dad's stuff and is publishing it thinking that it is public domain because you are the owner of your dad's works. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that, and I, I can't stop what they're doing, and I have uh, um, uh, a group that has dad's photos that actually belong to me that will not, they've hijacked them, and they're that's big terrible. enough. Uh, that's the lowest, you know? to me, to me, that kind of thing is as, as low as you can go. Um, and now but, they're discrediting him and saying what a joke he was, so it's too bad, uh, but. Well, you know what, what goes around comes around. That's right. And that's the way I look at it. Dad did his work, and he's got it out there, and people are going to do what they're going to do. You can't stop them from doing it. It is what it is. Yeah. And all, but I've got... Yeah. It'll come back around to him. But listen, we we really appreciate you being on the show. We're we're pretty much out of time. Um, But uh, like I said, stick around for a minute after, if you would. And listen, everybody out there, we appreciate it. This has been another episode of The Outer Edge. And it's been a great episode, action-packed. Action-packed, uh, that's right. That's right. And we'll be back next week with another great guest. And, Cece, thank you so much for being on the show. You're most welcome, and God's blessings to everyone that listened. And may their wishes come true. There you go. In Jesus' name, I'll take that. All right. Well, all right. Good night, everyone, and we'll, uh, we'll see you all again on The Outer Edge. If you want to get a thrill, if you want to see the sights, jump right in. I got an unidentified flying object, yeah. Let's go for a spin. We're going UFO. We're trying salsa of flying. We glide across the skies. Nobody will believe their eyes. Just when they think they've seen us, we zoom away to Venus. One moment we're in Mexico, like that we're over Idaho. Just tell me where you want to go in my UFO. We're going, UFO, we're trying salsa of flying. We'll glide across the skies. Nobody will believe their eyes.
when they think they've seen us, we zoom away to Venus. 